Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Good morning, Eastern North Carolina. Guys, today is our last podcast just of this season, so don't worry, we may be back. We're still waiting on details on that, but we want to start with <laughs> something really cool, and it's actually in the name of this. It's called The Coolest Thing Made in NC Contest. Now, this is a story that I did actually yesterday, so the North Carolina Chamber is spearheading the contest, which is meant to be a celebration of our state's manufacturers. It's designed to show off innovative manufacturers in the state. They're looking for products that are pretty innovative. Um, helping drive business in the state of North Carolina. Um, and it's really cool. I actually caught up with a local business here called Raw Plastics. This is so awesome. We have the Tar River that runs through Greenville throughout eastern North Carolina. And they take the plastics that are found in the Tar River. They turn them into dog bowls, regular bowls that are dishwasher safe, earrings, phone cases, keychains, whatever you may think. And it's just so awesome to see a company like that here in eastern North Carolina, Greenville in specific, that's taking you know the innovation to a next level and making consumer goods out of recycled products. So you can actually head over to WNCT.com. There you're going to find a link to the contest website where you can submit your favorite product or business. I'm super excited to see the nominations come in and to learn more about some of these smaller businesses we're not aware of because Lord knows we had a long conversation during the morning Mm -hmm. show about all the places that are I'm not going to say unique to North Carolina, but that come out of North Carolina, all the products that we know like Pepsi, Cheerwine, Right, Cookout, Krispy Kreme, yeah, <laughs> Bojangles, yeah. we can go on and on. So clearly we're very aware of those things and those are cool things, but I'm really looking forward to getting to know um, some of the smaller businesses like Ford highlighted and learning yeah. more about the and really Ford, cool things. Ford, didn't you mention something about a, a hammock company too? Oh my gosh, how yeah. can I forget? Mm-hmm. I was talking to you, Conda <laughs> Dunn. She's the VP of business development for the Greenville ENC Alliance. And this was something she told me. So I forget the name, it loses me, but you can just look it up. Um, there is a hammock <laughs> company here. This is so cool. So the hammock company that's actually based in eastern north carolina i want to say greenville in specific but i know it's enc they produce of what she said upwards of around 70 percent of the nation's hammocks so amazing that wow. is like insane mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's coming out of, like north carolina and especially eastern north carolina like we have a lot of innovation coming out of this part of the state so yeah. it's just mm-hmm. this is going to be such a cool contest i love that the chamber is doing this this is not the first one this is an annual thing but it's still mm-hmm. relatively new so really 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 cool yeah, North Carolina's kind of always been on the frontier of um, innovation because don't forget we had the Wright brothers from North Carolina. Oh, yes, yeah, and very up. true. And as college students get ready to prepare to come on back to campus, the Better Business Bureau has some tips and advice to help keep your students and your children protected from hackers and scammers Yeah, so this was actually a story I did with the Better Business Bureau. Hey, this is Ford again. And basically, they're recommending that here's a really important thing. You know, when I was in college, um, all of us in college, you know, we may have these apartments and these dorms, but it's really not that secure when it comes to mail. So really quickly, one important thing to protect yourself and your identity, any sensitive mail, we're talking bank statements, things like that, get those sent to your permanent address. Um, Those are usually... Um, not too timely, so you can get those sent to your permanent address and make sure that they're safe. You don't want it to get mixed up with the wrong people. And then one more thing that's also really important, this goes to both back-to-school shopping as well as identity protection. When you're shopping online, anytime, look for that lock on the URL. That means it's secure. You're also looking for the S, H-T-T-P-S. That means secure as well. So you want to look for those two things. And yeah, have y'all ever run into anything? I don't know. There's there's some websites that definitely I'm like buying clothes from. I'm like, ooh, I don't know how I haven't gotten hacked at this point. Yeah, you're giving us a lot of homework for it here. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of school. And it's hard to think, too, that school is right around the corner and some students are already filtering back to ECU and whatnot. But this is 
really good information because we all have been college students before and we know how low money can get sometimes. And so we want to protect what we got. So this is certainly some great advice. Thanks for reaching out for this is an awesome story. And just so everybody stays safe and protected, most people will not call you on your phone to ask you for personal information. The IRS will not contact you on the phone. So never give out any of your bank account information. Never give out any expiration dates for any of your debit cards, credit cards, all of the above. Don't do it. If it's really important, they'll usually send something in the mail and it'll have the official logo or stamp of mm -hmm. the federal government company. Yes, good advice. And be on the lookout for spelling errors, even when it is the Ooh. smallest, smallest mm -hmm. spelling error, even if it's the word the or yes. has, they'll be having uh, letters switched back and forth. So keep an eye out mm -hmm. for that, especially if you see an email. They almost got me one time from Gymshark. I was ordering workout leggings and I went to double check before I clicked purchase because they had a great deal it was like four pair of leggings for a hundred dollars which is unheard of yeah. um so i went to go purchase them and then i saw that at the end of the dot com they had like a s like or another digit or some like little symbol mm -hmm. and then i went typed in gymshark went to the official one and they didn't have that sale and i was like well good thing i double checked it mm, yep could be right. one little index letter yes mm -hmm. But as you all prepare to go back to school and you need to stay safe, there's a woman around the Greenville area named Francesca King who noticed that more people have been living on the streets since the pandemic began. She took it upon herself to start going out and providing hot meals, T-shirts, socks, whatever she had on her or she could find at the stores when she would see people on the side of the street. Um, her initiative took off, and she has now created a nonprofit organization called Help for the Homeless, and it is sponsored by the auto store groups in the Greenville and Farmville area. So the <laughs> auto shops saw a need for this service, and they have decided to take it in and help sponsor it. So far, Francesca King has given away 10 to 15 duffel bags that have items pretty much packed to the brim in there that will fulfill your basic needs, such as a toothbrush, toothpaste, food, undergarments, shirts, socks, etc. If anybody would like to donate items to this list, you can drop them off at the Farmville Auto Store or any other auto store location in Greenville. So I really like this initiative because I've also noticed there have been quite a handful of people still out on the streets and stuff like that. Quite mm -hmm. an increase compared to what we saw probably two years ago. And I love to see people helping out. I do what I can when I drive past somebody and sure. it's nice to know that people care it's nice to see people caring and helping other people and that people still have a heart at the end of the day there's still hope for humanity <laughs> yeah. right yeah that's yeah. i feel like what we all think about when we hear this story and it's we all know eastern north carolina so well or we're getting to know it well some of us are newer than others but I feel like a majority of the people here would give you the shirt off their backs, yeah. and if not, at least give you a hot meal to get you by. So this doesn't come as a surprise. Rather, it comes as an excitement to me because, Kelly, you're right. There's been a lot of folks that have been left out on the streets during the pandemic and folks that may have been financially sound before the pandemic, and this is their first time being homeless. So this is certainly a great initiative that the whole community, not just Greenville and Farmville, can get behind, but all of eastern North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And every little bit helps, even if you drive past and you don't have any money or anything on you, but you have like a thing, a hand sanitizer in your car, mm. literally anything you can contribute means so much. In Greenville, the Little League Softball World Series has already started and it is lasting until next week. It's happening at Elm Street Park. The games are free, but seating is limited to bleachers and areas in the outfield because the grandstand seating is reserved for family members and players only. Elm Street will be closed to drivers between 10th and 14th Street 
athletes, and all games will be broadcasted on ESPN networks. This event is expected to bring in over $850,000 in revenue for Greenville. Yeah, we've got our resident softball player here, Jen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely super right. excited to hear this yeah. because I love softball, haven't played since college, and mm. being able to watch younger players love the sport and their passion on the field is so exciting for me and so yeah. i'm super excited to watch the rest of the games i wasn't able to get out there wednesday hopefully um be able to get out there today but if you have the chance this weekend go on out and support i agree i think this is another one of those cool things that happens here yeah. that until mm -hmm. yeah you move here or you know somebody who lives here you don't know that it happens here like mm -hmm. this is the first time i'm realizing that we have the little league softball world series in yeah. greenville and it is so cool watching some of those highlights that we've had this week from the games yeah. I also played softball in high school and so to watch some of these young girls and how incredible they are is just fascinating to watch them they're pitching like just knowing the different yeah. movements you have to um, mm -hmm. use to get the ball to you know curve a certain way right. like it's fascinating to watch them at such a young age do yeah. that so well I love this well and something I thought was really cool is $850,000 in revenue for mm -hmm. the city. You're pushing a million dollars in a week's time. Yep. Um, obviously, there's some preparation that went into this, but it's super cool. You know, we actually looked at, you know, the Black and Kraken and Sup Dogs. People down in uptown, uptown, that is, are just really excited for the foot traffic, and it's just going to bring so much business to the city, which is just so important for a smaller town like us. Mm -hmm. And a reason it's bringing so much to mm -hmm. the city is because 10 teams are coming from 10 different states across the country, mm -hmm. which is really bring a lot of national attention to Greenville, North Carolina. It's an honor yeah to have them here with that being said there will be a lot more traffic on the roads this weekend so mm -hmm. if you have places to go make sure you leave a little bit earlier than normal and you account for that extra added time yeah and i wanted to throw in too maybe just a side note the groundskeepers have done an amazing job yeah, with that good. stadium yeah. when you watch it on espn and i mean it, it's whether you're there in person or watching it on HDTV, it looks amazing. The yes. grass looks vibrantly green and the dirt on the infield is all combed up nicely. So they did a really good job in preparation for this huge event. One of the biggest events since uh, pandemic and COVID restrictions have been loosened up a little bit. So it's nice to see that things are going swell so far over there for the Softball World Series. Bless them though, they are dealing with some extreme heat that they're oh, playing in right now. Yeah. And for yeah, the folks there yeah. watching, it is hot. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah, it is heating up in eastern North Carolina. Just this week alone, triple-digit heat index values. Yesterday, in terms of uh, the forecasts, we had a heat index value in Plymouth, North Carolina, out along the sounds, uh, 114 degrees. Ooh. So we can expect that heading into the weekend and even for early next week. But there's still some uh, uh, loosey-goosey details, if you will, in the forecast next week because we're not only tracking heat and humidity, but also the tropics are heating up too. And Tropical Storm Fred, or as of this podcast, it is Tropical Depression Fred. We're expecting it to work into the Southeast United States sometime next week, and that could provide some showers and storms, and that will certainly help to cool us off a little bit. So it's a double-edged sword, but it always is this time of year when it comes to the weather. And heading on back over to Raleigh. So a couple weeks ago, everybody was in a tizzy and going frantic in Raleigh because there was a zebra cobra snake on the loose. Well, said snake has since been caught and is now in the correct authorities' hands. And so they recently went to court um, earlier last week. Christopher Gifford, 
was the person who owned these snakes, the 21-year-old, and he pleaded guilty to one charge of violating the state's venomous reptile ownership statue. Gifford claims that he didn't report the snake missing because he assumed it was already dead since zebra cobras typically don't survive cold weather. In a deal to keep him out of jail, he has to give up all of his snakes and pay over $13,000 in fines to cover the overtime for animal control and police officers who spent days searching for the snake. So all in all, not too bad of a sentence compared to what it could have been. And thank goodness that snake did not bite any kids, any people, any animals. Um, So that's really good. That could have ended very, very badly. And yeah. I feel like if the snake had bit someone, the outcome for his charges would have been very different. And oh, totally. right. And for the owner to assume that yeah. the cobra snake or the zebra snake was dead, obviously not a good thing. The $13,000, honestly, should be divvied up between the people that helped to protect the community because it was a yeah. real rough time out in Raleigh when that snake was out and about. But it's nice to see that things are under wraps now and that there's even new legislation going into effect to help quell this issue that seems to be growing, getting growingly out of hand. Mm. And that venomous snake was on the loose for seven months. So he didn't report Ugh. it and Ugh. he didn't know for seven months. And so we what? only knew about it for a couple months before it got caught. This is the first time I'm hearing this. Seven yeah. months it's been on the loose? That's wow. why he said he thought it was dead because it was cold because wow. about seven months ago it might have been a little bit colder than the summer wow. months we're in right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, I know some neighbors weren't happy. They didn't think that sentencing was fair enough, which in retrospect, I, can't, I do see <laughs> where they're coming from because could you imagine living in that neighborhood and literally being terrified to step out of your home because if you step outside and go to your car and you're not watching where you're going the snake's right there that's definitely caused a lot of anxiety i'm sure and people who have dogs other cats other pets rabbits little kids little kids kids, you have to play And in another animal story, but a lighter note, an animal shelter in Germany is getting really creative to help find new homes for their residential cats and dogs. They're using new tricks for an old problem by taking pictures for a cat Tinder (laughs) profile. Now, a lot of people may have Tinder profiles and you know it's a dating (laughs) site, but they're taking pictures of the cats to match them with people who may be bored and swiping on their phones. The creators say it's important to highlight that many of the animals here are lonely souls just like some of us and they also need companions just like some of us wait i love this it's like modern times of like connecting us with foster animals um i think it's really smart actually yeah i think it's a really innovative way to connect different communities i like it i think it's really good just because um over the pandemic we saw a lot of kittens and puppies getting rescued and taken in but not a lot of the older cats and dogs. And so by creating this Tinder profile, you know, it's giving people a chance to get to know and connect and see these older animals. And for grandparents and people who literally love companionship and just want someone or some furry animal to be there with them, what better way to swipe and try and find a furry companion to keep you content and comfortable than on Tinder. Well, and also though, however, some of us, myself may be guilty, some of us may swipe too fast on Tinder, so this time, (laughs) take it slow, take it really slow, and really look at these animals. Like Ford said, (laughs) pay attention and read the profile, see if it could fit you or someone you love to really match and make a true happy home. 
Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening this week. That's going to be the end of series one. We'll be back with another series two. As soon as we find out when, we will let you know. We'll keep you updated. And please continue to join us every Monday through Friday from 4.30 to 7 as we bring you both national and local content to keep you informed. On that note, we hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.